0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast week of September 26th. The voice might sound a little different. You have a solo pod with me, Hunter, today. On today's episode, we are going to talk President's Cup. We are going to catch up on Michigan State Girls and Boys Golf, along with Michigan Girls and Boys Golf as they were in action. High school girls golf also took place over the last week. And we will catch you up on some picks for the tournament this weekend, the Sanderson Farms in Jackson, Mississippi. All right, so we, we, are, we are potting. I'm just going to get this off my, off my chest early. We are potting very injured today. I, I blew up my back yesterday. I am standing to do this pod with the mic as high as it can go, and my computer is propped up on a cardboard box. So, and like I said, this is a this is a solo episode. Uh, Peter has other obligations, so you get me, and there is no radio this week, so this could I could see this being a pretty quick episode. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the President's Cup. United States won the President's Cup in a lot a lot closer fashion than I think people were thinking it was going to be. Uh, I I think we were we were obviously joking that uh, <laughs> maybe not obviously joking, but there was <clears throat> some comments about a potential shutout that uh, that obviously did not take place. They actually played. I, I would say the internationals Nationals played awesome. Um, a couple of a couple of shining moments, I think, or shining stars were were Tom Kim. Uh, I think Tom kind of had his coming out party. Uh, I think. I think Sung Jae had some moments where he played really, really well, uh, but overall, United States wins seventeen and a half to twelve and a half, and it did feel like there was that moment. It was probably about it was like two thirty Eastern on Sunday, where it actually felt like, like the international team had a chance to to win. Uh, they were up in several of the singles matches. I think I think US was up in two, and they were tied in two as well. Um. But then uh, a few putts started to fall for for the United States. Um, some positives for the United States: Jordan Spieth five and zero, Max Homa four and zero, Justin Thomas four and one. Really, really no no poor performances from the United States. One thing I would say is is Kevin Kisner did not play his best golf. There were some comments after the Presidents Cup that uh, the only reason that Kevin was selected was for the partying because he can't play any good golf, which he which he may have proved uh, over the weekend. So, where I guess where do we go from where do we go from here? I was I might have been calling for the President's Cup's head last week. I think it really seemed like, and I saw it online a couple of times, that with this, with the Live guys leaving, in a way, it almost, for the United States team, it almost kind of got rid of the guys that were, I don't want to call them like problems, but the guys that maybe didn't, weren't as team oriented the, the Brysons of the world, the, the Brooke Kepkas of the world, the um, Patrick Reeds of the world. So without them there, it really felt like the United States team was um, really bought in to, to what was happening. Obviously, they didn't play their, their best golf, but I think that's more a testament to um, to how good the international team played. And all props to Trevor Immelman. Uh, he took this job before uh, before Liv was even a thing. So he's had to deal with... Uh, a lot of shit over the last what would be almost eighteen months now, uh, where he expected to have uh Cam Smith and and Joaquim Neiman, he and Abraham Answer, he did not have them and I still think he fielded a team that uh I think a lot would say was were very competitive. Um I think the the saddest thing for the um United States or for the international team rather is Corey Connors. I think they were expecting a ton more out of Corey Connors. He was one of their, was one of their, I would say more household names on that team. Um, And he really struggled from start to finish. He couldn't make, couldn't make any putts. Um, So I think he will, I think he'll have a a trouble sleeping because I think if he turns a few of those points, uh, at least it changes things a little bit. Uh, an an issue that I I do have with with Trevor Trevor Embleman's thought process was I don't know why he kept putting Hideki and Adam Scott together. Those are two guys that are that can ball strike you to death, but you put a putter in their hand, and it's there there can be some questions. I know Hideki Hideki has had is is streaky, and so is so is Adam at times. But I would like to see more from a from a elder state point stamp or standpoint those guys should be playing with with guys that i think are maybe more new rookie even rookies second time players um i could see that working a little bit better than putting two of your um probably most respected players i guess would be the word uh on the international team together um i didn't love i didn't love that move from from trevor uh Overall, I thought Quill Hollow was pretty awesome. Uh, it's it's weird because it's not it's not the, I guess when you think of Ryder Cup and President's Cup, you think of birdies winning it, and that was not necessarily the case for Quill Hollow. That's a hard golf course where you saw a lot of uh, putts for par with where it says in the, in the graphic, a putt for par and the win, to win the hole or something like that. Um, you saw that a ton this weekend. Overall, I think I think it really got us. Uh, I mean, I think it really got the golf world excited for Ryder Cup, which is only um, it's next year in Italy. And they actually just played. I want to say they just played an event, uh, a European event, um, at this course that they're playing in Italy, and have heard uh, it sounds like really good things for for Italy and it really not being a country that has a ton of golf courses. Uh, it sounds like they found a good one with here this is a a ton of standing that I'm doing right now I'm still standing I can't sit down my back will just tense up and I won't be able to I won't be able to stand back up so if I sit down I'm I'm done for all right moving on to let's do some college golf so starting with the Michigan State boys who are playing in the folds of honor collegiate Uh, we talked about this last week this is where Peter and I, along with uh, Tad and Mark, played this spring at American Dunes. Um, I'm hoping that it it filled in a little bit more in the summertime. I'm sure it probably did. Through one round, the scores, I think the scores go to kind of prove how hard of a golf course this son of a gun is. Uh, Leading is Florida State at minus one. In second place is Liberty at plus 2. Oregon State at plus 4. Illinois at plus 4 as well. Uh, Michigan State comes in at at, uh, tie 7th with a plus 7. Grand Valley is having a great tournament so far. They're at plus 8. Central Michigan is in 12th at plus 23. And Eastern Michigan is at plus 30, which gets them for 16th place so far. Uh, For Michigan State... Uh, Troy Taylor is leading the way along with Drew Hackett. Uh, they are both tied 17th at even par, or rather, sorry, plus one. August Mikov is in T25th at plus two. Ashton McCullough is tied 30th, plus three. And Bradley Smithson is T57th at plus six. Moving on to the Michigan boys. Michigan boys were playing... At Yale uh, this past week, they finished in fifth place. To The team side of this was, in first place, Minnesota, with a score of 1,052. I'm going to guess this had to have been... I can't for life me figured out, figure out what these... This must be like a five-take-six-count-five sort of thing to have these scores. But even that seems kind of wonky, so I, I'm not sure how this is all... How exactly this is the scoring works here but minnesota finished at plus two harvard finished at plus four yale finished in third at what would that be plus 10 richmond finished in fourth at plus 11 and then you get down to i think that it would be plus 19 if my math is correct with michigan in a uh, fifth place finish as far as individuals go uh Pachang Chen from St. John's finished with a crazy score of minus, minus 9, 64, 65. And then he put in cruise control for their final round and shot 72. Uh, as far as Michigan players go, in the top, in the top 10, uh, Hunter Thomas, only guy that finished in the top 10. He finished t eighth uh, seventy one 71, 70, 68. Excuse me. I gotta get my coffee. I usually have Peter to talk during moments like this. Uh, as far as Michigan individuals go, uh, outside of Hunter Thomas, we have Will Anderson finishing in T 18th. He shot 70, 72, 70. Uh, Pierre Fres- Francesco de Call finished in T 25th with a score of 74, 72, 70. Jude Kim finished with a score of 67, 71, 80, which got him a tie for 30th. Ben Hoagland shot 73, 75, 73 for a T-43. And uh, Bavake uh, Sahota shot 74, 75, 73, good for a T forty-fifth finish. All right, moving on. Now we are on to The Michigan State girls, as well as the Michigan girls, they were actually playing uh, at the same event this past week. This was the, mercedes I believe it was called the Mercedes-Benz Intercollegiate. This was in Knoxville. Uh, Some quality, quality teams here. Uh, In first place with a score of 21 under par was Wake Forest. Uh, University of Central Florida finished in second with a score of 18 under. Virginia finishes third. With a score of 16 under and then rounding out the teams under par for the tournament kent state finished at minus three as far as the local teams go michigan state finished at plus five and michigan finished at plus six so obviously um i don't think it's a secret to anybody that uh, michigan the Michigan girls team is a, uh, a wagon because I say it every single week. And so to see Michigan State play this well, I'm, I was very impressed with. Uh, leading Michigan State girls, uh, Brooke Bierman was T10th, 72-67-70. Valerie Plata was T13th, 71-69-71. Valentina Rosa, or Rosie, was 25th. 74 73 68 and Leela Rains was T 47th 77 75 70. And finally, Katie Lou was T 61 78 75 74 for Michigan. Uh, Haley Borgia played really well, she was T 7th 68 71 68. Michaela Schultz was T-18th, 68-71-74. Monet Chun uh, finished T-21, 70-71-73. Annika Dai finished T-55, 75-74-75. And in T-70th was Sydney Sung, 81-75-77. All right, let's do a little high school golf. So we have, haven't done a ton of it this year. It's just, it's just so hard to find. Uh, so they were just playing. This was last Monday. They were playing at the Moore. I believe this was more considered a Lake Michigan Conference tournament, but uh, we do have Petoskey as well as some Harbor Springs scores. Leading uh, the way for Petoskey. Uh Aubrey Williams shot 93. Sarah Ha shot 95. Sophia Gardner shot 97. Marley Spence shot 97. Cassidy Whitener shot 97. And Riley Barr shot 106. Uh, Taylor Wilson had the third best round of the day for Harbor Springs. She shot seven, or rather 87. And Savannah Maki shot 95. And Natalie Mills carded a 102. Uh, as far as team play goes, Batoski earned the overall victory. Uh, they shot a 382. In second place was Harbor Springs with a 3.94, followed by East Jordan with a 4.16. All right, so this is this is where things could get a little wonky here. Um, this is a, a testament to my to my inadequate research that I had done, but now it's just not pulled up anymore. So I would like to go over a little bit of uh, Corn Ferry news. Uh, rather corn fairy qualifying news. So we had, <clears throat> excuse me, quite a few players from Michigan that played and then even more that uh, advanced, or rather not more, but we had quite a few that did advance. So let me go ahead and find those really quickly. One of them that I do know uh, that did make it, who we've mentioned several times in this podcast, very happy for him, uh, is Willie Mack. The third, he shot minus seven, 68, 68, 73, 68. That is good for a 13th. So he is, he is on to the second stage of qualifying. Uh, Unfortunately from there, this is at the, this is at the champions gate, Florida uh, section or rather qualifying site. So Willie Mack is through from Michigan. Unfortunately, we have four other guys that did play but did not make it through. Baker Stevenson missed the missed the number by one sixty-five, seventy-four, seventy-one, seventy. 74, He's from Heartland. Ian Martin also finished T28th, who we mentioned uh, before. He's from Celine. He finished 65, 74, 67, 74. So, a, a little bit of a roller coaster there for uh, for Mr. Martin. Uh, Joseph Juzwick, uh from Dearborn Heights shot plus four for a good for T53, 74, 70, 71, 73. And finishing out the uh, Michigan guys from the Champions Gate, Florida um, qualifier was Jake Keen from. White Lake, Michigan. He finished T 60th, plus six, 77, 76, 70, 67. And as far as, uh, I'll just give you a leader or a a winner of um, this site was Joey Petronio from Orlando, Florida. He shot or par, 69, 69, 66, 66. Alright, moving on to another stage was, or rather another site. So this is uh, Maricopa, Arizona. This is uh oh, chin Southern Dunes Golf Course, or Golf Club rather. Uh, we had one player from Michigan who played, and he did qualify. He actually played awesome. Sam Weatherhead from Grand Rapids shot 18 under par 69 68 65 68 good for a fourth place finished Uh, alistair dorchy from vancouver washington shot 26 under par to win this site 65 63 69 65. so congratulations to everyone in that flight i believe Unless I unless I have lost my mind, I believe that is those are our Michigan guys. There might be one more. I don't want to leave him out. So let me see if I can quickly get to him. Because now I'm thinking that there isn't there isn't one. Okay, so that actually does that actually does round out uh, the the Q school for Corn Ferry the first stage. So congratulations. to our mission guys that did make it through and uh, nice playing from the guys that, um, that didn't, but hopefully, hopefully next year they are, um, they're able to moving on. And this is, I mean, we are, I mean, we are, we are cruising folks. This is, we're only at, uh, probably like 18 minutes right now. Thank God we don't have radio this week. All right, so we are at the uh, we are at, we're sorry, we're on to the PGA Tour. We are at the Sanderson Sanderson Farms Championship this week in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, full field event, 144 assembled. Some history or some info on this golf course. It's not not super challenging. Uh, The past champion is Sam Burns. Uh, Course record, he shot a course record, or I guess rather a course tournament record at the Country Club of of Jackson last year with a score of 22 under par, 266. Scoring average is right around 69.8. And that was also a new low uh, in the eight years that it has hosted the event so you you wonder what gave last year i'm not i can't remember if the if the the wind lied down and it was it was a little bit soggy so it was it was gettable but tallest rough is trimmed to two and a half inches Bermuda greens and prep to measure they're gonna roll about a thirteen this if you guys remember i mean this is uh Cameron Sham's playground i believe this is I mean, I, I'm I could just be talking out of my butt right now, but I believe Cam Champ won here back to back years when he first got on a tour uh, four or five years ago. Uh, Ryan Armor also has won, won this event, so right there. I hope I don't say anything mean about Armor, but I don't really know if you can, if you are able to call Ryan Armor a long ball hitter. So I'm not really sure what you are looking for. So you would have to say approach, approach almost always elevates the top priority in a shootout. So, I mean, you have to be getting it close to make the birdies. Uh, if you have guys that aren't making a ton of birdies, you could see where there could be some problems. As far as the odds boards go, this is, I've seen better fields. I've seen worse fields, but I've also seen better fields. So the odds board leading the way, Sam Burns at plus 950. It's Heath Tagala at plus 1800. Russell Henley at plus 1900. Denny McCarthy at plus 2400. Taylor Montgomery, my boy at plus 2600. Keegan Bradley also at 2600. J.T. Poston 27, Scott Stallings 29, Emiliano Grillo at 31, Davis Riley 31, Taylor Moore 33, Seamus Power, Seamus Power 37, Adam Hadwin 37, Christian Buzunhot 37, Brandon Steele 40, Trey, Trey Molnax 41, Justin Sue 42, Harris English a name that I don't mind one bit this week, is at plus 45, 4,500. Thomas uh, Detry, 45. Sep Gary Woodland, also at 45. Wyndham Clark, uh, Ben on Nick Hardy, rounding out the 50 to ones and under. I already mentioned it. I think, I think Harris English is a great play. I think he's way, 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 way undervalued. Um, he's coming off of obviously a a pretty pretty serious injury that is that has kept him out for a while. But he was he has a T6 here at the Country Code Jackson, uh, and he just had a T T9 last week. So I think he's finally starting to round back into that form that he was in for the the 3 year stretch where he really kind of kicked it into kicked it into high gear. So, 45 to 1 to win, I love, but then I also these finishing positions for for Harris English are absolutely criminal. I'm seeing Harris at to top 30 is plus 140. What are we doing? We're they're giving away money. They're giving away money right now on FanDuel. If you go over there and you click on on Harris English plus one forty to top thirty, get out of here. Well, now let's see what they give us for plus one forty, or rather uh, top forty minus one ten. You only know, gotta give the book a little bit, of, a little bit of it to get a top forty finish from Harris English. I think there's a lot more value on that on that uh, top thirty. I even see value on the top twenty, top ten. Uh, I'm not gonna stop Ryan Taylor Montgomery. I think he is playing when he's hot, when you're hot, you're hot in golf. And Taylor Montgomery is on absolute fire right now. Uh, he just finished in a, I wanna say that was a third place finish last or before the President's Cup and uh, his first start on the PGA Tour this year. So uh, I think very, very big things ahead. I don't really know what to think about the top of the board. You would think there is a world where where Sam Burns just dominates this tournament because he is he is that good. He played well at the President's Cup, made made a ton of points. He I think his record does not show that because he was playing with Scotty Scheffler, who did not play his best golf. But I felt like Sam made a ton of long putts when he needed to. Um, so there is a world where I think Sam Bo- or Sam Burns runs away with this. Russell Henley is interesting. He can, he can ball strike you out of, out of ball strike you to death. But when the winning score requires you to shoot five, six under seven under daily, maybe not quite that many five, we'll call it five. I know the last year was, was a, not quite an outlier, but it was a new record. Five to six under per day. I just don't know if Russell is making enough putts. Uh, Sahith Tagala, I, I do like Sahith. That is one that I, I, I don't mind at all. But you do have to feel like the winner <clears throat> is more than likely going to come from somebody in that over 20. There's only or over or even over 30. Where there's names that I see on here, like I still I still really like Denny McCarthy this week at plus twenty four hundred. I I do worry about his iron play, but if he is hitting it close enough, obviously we all know he can make a ton of putts. Keegan Bradley, another interesting one. I obviously can ball strike it really well, but you you have to you have, do have to question is putting when we do require to be so many under par you know guys and that's that's probably really all i all i have this week i know this is always a we're in this kind of tough little part of the season where where football is just getting started and we're we're in the we're in the thick of football now where i can fully understand why the sanderson farms may not seem uh that enjoyable uh, when you have other options, but it's kind of cool to see. There's a potential for. There's always a potential for a story, and I think that is what the Sanderson Farms Championship offers. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm going to try to sit down now. I'm going to try. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. We have sat down. I'm just trying. I'm trying to think. if There's anything else? I do not believe there is. So. Good luck to Lions this week. Good luck to Michigan. I want to say good luck to Michigan State, but I don't think luck is going to help. Good luck to the Tigers as they finish up uh, up their season, and good luck with all your bets at the Sanderson Farms Championship. All right, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. If If you are still here, you're a crazy person. Absolute crazy person. Thank you.